Hey, parents out there, it's Markeisha and Courtney. I've been MIA, um, and Courtney's been holding it down. So thanks, Courtney, but we're back. We're back. <laughs> Life happens. We're moms. We, we keep it real around here. <laughs> Life does not care what our personal lives don't care about um, our our aspirations with our, our podcasts and all that. No, it does not. So we were um, chatting. We thought, we were like, let's make it a podcast because I'm sure parents out there also have experienced charts, behavior charts in, in the classroom as a, as a classroom management tool. Yeah. And I can say that I did learn that when I was teaching general education and special education, that that was a way to um, manage, manage the kids. Yeah. Manage the classroom, a classroom management tool. Right. But the more, you know, the better you do. Right. Um, and it's now I can see, um, not now, even, even before, um, what the problem is with the, with the, with the behavior charts. Yeah. Get a lot of kickback from this because I can hear the general education teacher is saying, well, there's 30 students. How else do I monitor or let them know that their behavior is not acceptable in class? And, you know, this is just the way we did it, the way we do it, the way I was taught. And I understand that, but this is for parents, so. <laughs> and the truth is even my husband's an educator and he's taught multiple different grades. And he's also shared that he does not feel that they're over, overall they're not effective and it doesn't help intrinsic, intrinsically right. teach the kids. It's using um, shame essentially to get compliance. And right. one thing that we've been learning about individually and from even other educators and therapists out there on Instagram is the best way to manage behavior and get kids to do what they, sh they should be doing is for it to come within. And so if we're doing, um, I don't go off on a tangent, but even as a therapist, I would be like, earn two stars, then you get a, a, a sensory break. Mm -hmm. I now know that that isn't wrong. I right. used to do that. Right. And so now I realize that in, if the child's not regulated, they're not available to learn or right. to learn to communicate. So even as a therapist, I've done things. I've been a SLPA for a long time. There's things I did that I thought were great. Mm -hmm. And then I learned they weren't. I adjusted and now I found a better way. And so I think um, as a parent too, just realizing that it is okay to say, I, I did this. I yep. heard about this from Courtney and Markeisha. I'm going to try something different right. and release yourself of that shame going on forever. It, because as a mom and as a therapist, I learn and grow and change. Um, but being that we both have children with autism, I feel like it does not work. Um, the clip chart only um, affects them even more negatively, in my opinion, than other students, um, because it's really hard for them to take to separate themselves from that or to take on that I'm a bad boy because right. I was on red or I'm a bad girl because I was on red. They're not able to connect what happened before right. mm -hmm. or even during that then led them there. Right. And so if they can't connect to that, to understand why they got moved down 
and then some people leave them down there for a really long time. Right. So all they're fixated on is yeah. I'm, I'm still oh, bad or I'm on red. Now they're not learning. Nope. They want to, they want to get trying. Yeah. Want to get off of red because red is bad. And that makes me a bad person. Not even student. They probably think I'm, I'm bad. They're not saying, Oh, what I did was bad or, um, I don't, yeah. even have, I don't have words um, because this actually I'm going to share happened to Joe. That's what we're talking about. I was going to dance around it, but I'm just not going to dance around it. Um, it wasn't his teacher it was a sub, which is something that we talk about in our more than a safety plan workshop. Right. Um, and something that parents probably have, don't think about is like what happens when there's a substitute teacher. Um, so that isn't utilized when his teacher is, but she had substitute teachers uh, take off, right, for their own reasons. And he got put on red and he's at home today because he could not um, get that. Uh, sorry, I get to, I'm getting choked up. Um, okay. That's all he told us yesterday. I'm bad. I got on red. I got on red and I'm, I'm bad. Well, what happened? Well, we're working on him expressing like things like that, like what, what questions. Um, he couldn't tell me, I don't, I don't know. And I was crying and it, like he had a meltdown. She wasn't familiar with those types of things and got put on, got put on red. And now oh, I'm no. seeing red. No. <laughs> he got overstimulated. Things got off of his typical schedule that happens in his class. He got dysregulated. We're going to just start breaking down these terms for our other, <laughs> for our other parents out there. So that happens even as adult, you know, I didn't necessarily got have trouble. that term. Yeah, got, got in trouble for getting dysregulated. And so we definitely don't want to be punishing someone for part of their disability, right. part of something that happens if you have a sensory processing disorder, which is oftentimes um, part of yes. what people experience with autism is that sensory piece, whether it's volume, noises, different types of noises, if they're loud, mm -hmm. if somebody's tapping. I mean, quite honestly, right. I um, definitely like I cannot, I cannot go to sleep if the dryer is on. It, it just triggers me. I, I can't focus on anything. I just hear the clinking of like the zipper. Mm -hmm. So you can recognize in yourself I'm feeling, you know, it's stressful when your teacher's gone. That's why so I'm not shaming anybody for taking off work, but that's why Craig rarely takes off work. He's like, it's so much work to take off work. And then so much can happen when you're gone that he's like, I just, I would rather try to make it. Right. Um, and so, but the truth is we can't, we can't avoid that. And so, we are talking about this with the kind of the safety plan or the chart or noting in the sub plans, but sub plans are so important. I've had um, parents that have worked with me on peanut allergies. And one of the things that I fought for on their behalf was we need a clear plan that's well documented right. or sub because this is, this is no joke. And then like you're saying, you know, Things happen over here. He got dysregulated. Something then on top of it was introduced that he doesn't use on a day-to-day -day basis because it's supposed to be an individualized education and doesn't work for him. 
but that wasn't really clear. And so then on top of already feeling dysregulated because his right. teacher was gone, then he got more dysregulated because then something that's not even used with him, you know, was brought in. And so really that um, team communication and school wide communication is so important when we're talking about our kids that are on IEPs because there's a lot of moving parts and there's things that can happen to our kids um, that are not okay when those things aren't clear. And this had to do with the boundary book I was reading, but it applies. Clear is kind. When we have clear, you know, strategies, clear protocols, clear plans. Yep. It's kind to everybody. It's kind to Joe. It's kind to you. It's kind to the sub. Because imagine like if it wasn't clear and they were using subs, I don't know what it is in California, but here the standard is so low right now for anything. It's, it's like fingerprint clearance card, high school diploma. There's nothing against if you only have that high school diploma. But I'm just saying there is no additional training. There is no additional behavioral support or any of that maybe some schools do it mm -hmm. but it's not a requirement to become a sub nor is it a requirement in my state for a long-term sub mm -hmm. and so some subs are there for one day you know other subs are there for an extended period of time our maternity leave and depending on your state's guidelines there doesn't have to be this additional training or support for them so what do they have to rely on sub plans and what the team at the school is telling them because they might not have that background and those are just the facts of where we're at right now with um job shortage you know employee shortages across the board it's happening more and more so again it's even more important to make sure that we're clear that we have a plan absolutely and when we're talking about behavior charts and when i started to learn about like you're saying, shame, shame. We both read somewhere on the on the internets. Like, how would you feel if you went to work and you were just everyone knew that you were late or you were having just a bad you were having a bad morning? You, coffee didn't go right. It was too much traffic. You're running late, and then you get to work and you you're on red. <laughs> everybody knows, and everybody knows your business. Um, and we um, tend to feel like, you know, kids are, um, they're, they're, they're people. <laughs> yeah. And I think we, for, we, we wouldn't like it, no. and, but we somehow think, well, they're little, it's, it's different. It's not, they, and in fact, I would argue, I don't want to be like extreme on it, but um, we're writing their story, those internal messages with all of whether it's, parenting or teachers therapists we're a part of their their young mind that's developing and what they're messaging that they're interpreting and putting into themselves and i don't want my kids to think um i've actually had this conversation with my um son with different meltdowns and things that happen and it's like well how could you still love me? I wasn't nice in that moment. And I, because I said, because I love you always. Right. And we're working through how do we handle these different emotions? I said, mommy's had to work through handling different right. emotions and frustrations. And as we get older, 
it might change. It might be a missing file on our computer, but we can get, you know, something you typed up that got deleted and you spent an hour working on it and your, you know, your newsletter's gone. That frustrates me. That sends me <laughs> my, my feeling red, right? I'm like, I'm really frustrated. So what we're wanting is to start from that younger age of, Ooh, I feel myself heating up. Um, I, like you know, and then utilizing the tools yeah. because we can see it in our society. I'm just going to call it out. We can see it in our society when people don't have tools to regulate, when they're getting upset, when they're getting frustrated, when they're driving and somebody is doing something that upset them, or maybe they just weren't that great of a driver in that moment. How we react is again, we're pulling from our tools and on our best day, right? We can say, Whew, that was not, they cut me off. That right. wasn't very nice. I was about to say, what about when we're in the car? Yeah. Like, what? You know, yeah. get a honk, honk. Yeah. Be like, oh, Courtney, you're you're on red for the rest of the day. Your, your yeah. day is done. You have been upset at the traffic and flipped somebody the bird. Now, you wouldn't do anything like that. <laughs> I don't because I'm scared. I honk sometimes, but I'm going to be honest. Awesome. You're a bad driver because you got upset. In that moment, so I get scared to honk at people nowadays. That's my whole point: is they don't regulate their emotions very well. And so, even when you're, um, you know, I've been at a stoplight and someone's not going, and I'll let the person behind me do the toot toot because I'm like, you know, I don't really want to um, well, set them off. You don't want to come out here and hop in the car with Dre, though. Yeah. So yeah. it's just those, but that's our goal for our kids: is teaching them those internal recognizing their own, what makes each of us tick differently and something that might really annoy you. I, I'm like, oh, and that's, you know, I don't want to divert, but that's kind of the whole thing with big problem, little problem. And that the approach, again, I've done that in therapy, but the, the real issue with that is what's a big problem to me is valid because it was a big problem to me. Now to someone else, they're like, that's not a big problem. That's a little, that's, that's no big deal. Right. But that's really, that's really hard to say, depending on what you have going on in your life, what that child had going on before or after school, getting leading up to that moment, there's a lot happening that we don't know about. And so teaching them those intrinsic internal things is so much more effective than a chart. And I've just seen, you know, Hannah never had those charts, but my other kids, it's, it's been negative. It really, again, made them feel very, very bad about themselves long after talking in class, you know, or long after not doing something fast enough. Right. Um, so I, I just opt out. Yeah. Opt out. If you can opt out, I think on any level, but especially if your kid has a 504 and IEP, you have additional protections. I know sometimes we think of these things as like, not me, but some people are like, I don't know if I want one. There's a lot of protections that you have with both of those. One of them is customizing your child's learning plan and saying that doesn't work for right. me. You know, because the, the purpose really of discipline is to teach. It's not to be um, compliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's to teach them about whatever, their behavior or whatever they're doing, um, just for all kids. Discipline is not like, 
now you now you do what I say, you know, not for compliance or for be like I'm have um, autonomy over over you. It's really to look at what the problem is and to teach them how to navigate that problem in the future. That's what discipline is not to be um, like shameful. That's not changing that behavior. That child may go always be a talker. They might just be a talker. Or I had, um, I was fostering Josiah's brother also back back in the day. Um, long story back there, he is, him and his sister is adopted. There's a long story behind that. Um, um, it all turned out, but he had been in a lot, a lot of homes, um, as, as so did Josiah. And his behavior in class was due to him not having a due to a lot of things first not even being in school when he was supposed to you know we just don't know um what has happened and even if it was a child that was not on an iep it could be a foster child it would be a child that they could have lost their 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 home last night their parent might work i had a student before in uh, general ed his parent well one parent worked at night so he took care of all his siblings and so when he came to school sleep knocked out we just let him sleep we found out like well why because when he was awake courtney eggs when he was awake he did excellent work mm -hmm. like this but you you so you sleep <laughs> then it's time to take a test or you know do you do it but then to sleep and when we found out so we asked him because we learned a lot of things along the way and i'm saying we because me and dre used to teach um yeah. about math and science language arts and he uh, and he told us six siblings my mom has to work at night I have to take care of all, you know, everybody and I'm, and I'm tired. And it was a little one. So you have to like, you know, wake up and things like that. And so we just never know. And what if we would have, um, like you're sleeping. I'm on red for sleeping. But you know, know what I mean? You're not paying attention in class. You're on red. We don't yeah. know the story and I, and I can hear some of the, it, it's difficult. I had a student, I had, I was a general education student, so I had, you know, crowd, the class limits get pretty high out here. It is difficult. But you know what else, Courtney? Every student didn't need that type of. Um, and what do we find? I think, yeah, everyone didn't need that. So I wasn't doing that with every student because some students didn't need it. They didn't need they weren't sleep. Everybody wasn't sleeping in class. Right. Um, but he did. And so I just, you know. It, it, it everybody's not going to have the same situation, but that changed something um, for him. Yeah. For us to have compassion and be like, well, what can we do to then to help you, um, you know, get some some different kind of uh, help or how can we help That's, you at school at least? Yeah. And the other thing that my husband has told me multiple times is the the variation of who moves up and down does not change that much that part <laughs> do we need to really put a spotlight that you know she's still at the top she never moves so it really is okay these like you were saying these students don't need it yeah. these ones have something going on within them for whatever those reasons are and so really niching down and figuring out what makes each of those kids tick and how you can support them is going to change your overall classroom dynamic yeah. more than this old school that kind of, you know, 
It's the same student. It gets passed down because you do your student teaching and that's what your mentor did and that worked for her. And and so sometimes things need to be recycled and not, you know, trash and not recycled, you know, and just thinking out and be like, that's what we knew then. We know better now. So we're not going to bring this back next year. And I'm going to try a different approach. And I would just challenge the parents to opt out. And I would challenge any teachers who listen to this to really try a different approach and really step back and go, did that work? And I think they would find that the new approach would work better than the chart. You know what else is that substitute um, isn't dealing with what I'm dealing with today and last night and what me and his dad had to do and how we had to talk to him, how his siblings had to talk to him, like, you're not bad, red is bad, you know, and so he perseverates on, you know, red is red is bad and he's not at school today. And she's doing, you know, not a, saying she's a bad person. That was the system that was in place for her to use. But I'm telling parents to at least speak up so that you can say, what are the alt alternatives? Because I don't know how long. Well, I do know how he is about things, how long he's going to be saying that he got on. You saw him earlier. He was talking to <laughs> that's that's his topic is that he's got on red and that he's bad. And that's where it ends. He just keeps on saying that. And every time he says it, I just want to, you know, cringe. We pour into him like, you know, we're, what, you know, what can we do? Sometimes you do make wrong choices. But even if you made a wrong choice, you're not a bad person. You know, you can always make a different choice um, because he's, you know, he's a kid. Sometimes he'd be doing stuff that he's not supposed to, but he's not bad. You know, right. you can make him a bad kid just means that your choice that you made a wrong choice and you can make a different choice the next time. And so they don't have to deal with what we have to deal with last night and today. And and we don't know how much longer that's going to be a part of that, of his story. And how he was, he was, he had never, he was shooketh about being, he was not happy yes, he he just told that he doesn't want to get there. Like, and even thinking about that, during the day, I'm thinking the anxiety that it brings for a kid to be like, I can't make any mistakes. <laughs> Are we look what we're asking? Yeah, students to do our kids. Yeah, and especially younger kids, even if they don't have a disability, they're still their they're brain so is forming, right? So just thinking about someone who's um, highly anxious, like my oldest, is highly anxious, and so when she saw those things, we talked about it now because she's 19. I hated it. I hated those charts because I was always wondering, and she was a straight A student. So mm -hmm. it's not just so, but she was still thinking like, I don't even want to bring that kind of attention to myself because she didn't want nobody to, she just wished that she could just be a ghost in yeah. school. So she, nobody she could see her. Like, it was still impacting her learning because she was still thinking about. That's going to get yeah. me off a of green. Yeah. Period. Not that she would, but she did think think about that because it could be, you know, you never know. You could have a bad day. You could, the teacher could think that you're talking or think that you're doing this. And then she was, that caused her so much anxiety now that she's older. The benefit of having older kids. Yeah. Um, they can tell you. Yeah. They can, they can tell me. And it was still impacting her learning. Right. She was still, even though she never got moved down, she was still thinking about what would happen if I get moved down. What happens if I get moved down? Now she knew she wouldn't get in trouble at home because by that time we had already known, you know, we just don't do, we just do discipline different around here. Right. Um, 
But it still, that still didn't take away, even though she knew like, well, you know, one is like, we well, call your parents. That wasn't um, like a motivator for her because she knew that we would listen and figure out what was going on mm -hmm. uh, and then take steps. So it wasn't like she was afraid, like, oh my gosh, you know, it was just like the embarrassment of the classroom was what was worse than getting a call. Right. Like people, everybody be like, Ooh, you know, oh, you got it. Or when the whole class gets punished for one kid's thing, like everybody loses their recess. She was like, she was, she really didn't like that. Cause she was like, I didn't do anything. And now we don't get recess. <laughs> yeah. Because Courtney was writing a note to her boyfriend mm -hmm. in class. And yeah, now- You those folded papers. <laughs> There's no texting back in my day, so we did have to do the papers. I did get in trouble for passing notes. Uh oh, see, I didn't know that. Whoops, red. No, I'm just kidding. Anyhow, I'm digressing. All right, that's our take on um, behavior charts. So yeah. we didn't hold back. So there it is. We don't like them. Bad. They get red. Behavior charts get put on red. Right. Exactly. So. Hopefully you guys found this little open dialogue conversation helpful. Um, I would say to ask what type of system that your teacher um, is utilizing and maybe listen to you know the why behind because we want to try to cultivate col um, collaborative relationships with mm -hmm. your kids' teachers. We are pro-teachers. Both of our husbands are teachers. I was in education. She is a SLIPA. So it's not against that, but we do want and care about the health of your family units because after school is done, that's what you're going to be left um, left with. So it's important to ask questions and there's nothing wrong to ask questions and make suggestions. So I always don't like to be complaining and be like, you're not doing this. I can't believe you guys do this. I'd be like, do you know if there's an, there's an alternative to behavior charts? And these are some things that I've seen? Have you heard about these things? Or is anybody in your school using these things? Um, so that it's um, solution, you know, solution based. The teacher, yep. I know, I didn't know until I started learning better. I just use the, utilize the same thing. So yep. that's what I say. Sure. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next podcast. Yeah. Bye.